When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cara, acne can be tough. Whether your kid is just starting to get breakouts or has been struggling with them for years, there's a great product that can help. Phyla is the ultimate game changer. It tackles acne right at its root cause, rebalancing the skin's bacteria and packing it with probiotic phages. Phyla harnesses the superpowers of probiotics, tiny warriors targeting and wiping out the acne-causing bacteria. In studies, Phyla slashed acne-causing bacteria by a whopping 90%. Phyla doesn't just fix acne you can see. It stops new breakouts in their tracks. It has no harsh chemicals and won't irritate or dry most skin. Phyla's three-step system is like a dermatologist-approved magic potion. Cleanse, apply serum, and moisturize twice a day. As a special treat for our listeners, you can grab 25% off your first order of Phyla. Head over to phylobiotics.com, enter code PUBERTY at checkout, and kickstart your family's journey to acne-free skin. Check out the link in our show notes for quick access. Hi, I'm Cara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Kroll-Bennett. Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. This is an extra special episode. This is an extra special episode because not only are we having as our guest stars my beloved oldest child, Samson Bennett, and Kara's beloved oldest child, Talia Natterson, but we are each sitting with our children at a shared microphone. And we spent the last 15 minutes having everyone complain about their own situation sharing the microphone. So we're going to just cover it all. We're going to cover it in every way that Cara and I have totally blown it as parents. Samson's nodding his head. Talia smiling wildly. <laughs> Talia is giving us side eye. We're going to... Okay. I like how Vanessa frames it as we're going to cover it all about how we've blown it as parents. And I'm going to be the glasses half full version. And I'm going to say, we're going to cover what it's like to be the firstborn child of someone whose life is spent all day, every day talking about puberty. So I think Talia, the place to start really is what it felt like to have your mom teach your sex ed or gross ed class 
in fourth grade. Can we start there? Yeah, sure. At my elementary school, ever since, I don't know if it was starting before I was in kindergarten there or when I was in kindergarten, but my mom was the resident growth ed teacher for fourth through sixth graders, which I didn't realize what that meant until like third grade. And so there was a week every year where my mom would drive me home from school instead of me having to take the bus. I didn't really know what gross ed, growth ed meant, especially with her as the teacher until like third grade. And then she was my teacher in fourth grade, fifth grade and sixth grade. She also, the Care and Keeping of You came out when I was in fourth grade, I think, the new edition. So all of my friends had gotten the books from their moms and we had like 500 of them around the house. And then she put, but you had your own special copy. Did your mom inscribe it to you? You didn't read it. You never, you refused to read it. Yeah. I've never read it. Never. You've never read it. No. Although you did fill out the journal just to humor me. You pretended you like you read it. And do you remember that? No. Yeah. You just read the piss, piss off mom on every page. I read the other American girl books, like the American girl guide to boys or something where there's that page. that's like conversation starters. And then you talk about Vikings or something. <laughs> I, I never read the others. <laughs> conversation starters. Okay. Can you describe what the fourth grade class was like? Can you tell Vanessa and Samson where you were sitting? And how you were sitting versus where everyone else was sitting and how everyone else was sitting. Do you remember? Yes. In fourth grade, it wasn't separated by assigned gender at birth. It was everyone together. And I was in the back of the class for reference. Like I'm very nearsighted and I was all the way at the back so that I could not see or deal with anything. Oh my God, Talia. You were also under your desk. Oh, yeah. 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 You were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that small detail. <laughs> so Samson did not. My work in puberty started while you were, I guess, in middle school. Right. More like when I started high school. Like, remember, I'm not even in high school anymore. Mom, like. I forgot how old you are. Yeah, I would say I would say your work started like early in my high school experience. So did you notice a change in our household when I started like focusing on puberty? It's definitely tough. A lot of the time when my friends like discover your Instagram. (laughs) Same, same. (laughs) I would say like, especially like in my like social circle now it's, and like in high school, it's definitely like tough. Like, uh, like as much as I'm like proud of you for like how, like how much you enjoy your work. Like I really like, it's like really awful. <laughs> when, yeah, there's like, there's one photo on my mom's Instagram, which is her in one of the umbras. And it's like just a selfie of the umbra, nothing else. And apparently all of my brother's friends sent it to him over like the next few months, just over and over again. <laughs> you know, anything to make you smile. Samson, when your mom started, she started with a focus on girls. And you were not going through the stages of puberty that she was 
sort of developing an expertise in, even though she was broadening her scope as she went really, really quickly. But at first it was like periods and very sort of rudimentary basics about female biology. How was that for you? Was that like a buffer? Because for Talia, that's what I started on too. And for Talia, there was no buffer there, right? So how was that for you? Did it help? Um, it doesn't really help, to be honest. I'd say like at times when like it's stuff all is- all awful. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've watched the show, uh, Sex Education, um, but like the I therapist and the, the, mom, the mom therapist in the show, I forget her name. And like the protagonist, I forget all the people's names in the show, but like the protagonist, like I feel like him a lot of the time. <laughs> Me like too. That that's that's like the best, like nicest way I could like describe it <laughs> at times. But I I will say I'm very proud of like my mom and like obviously your work. It's just not something I really like would want to like have my friends like know a lot about. Like if. For example, if I like posted a picture of ins- on Instagram, I would not tag my mom in the picture. Um, Same. Strictly because like I just don't want like everyone in the world knowing like about like what my mom does. <laughs> Talia. Same. I don't like when you tag me in posts on Instagram because then all of the moms that follow you request to follow me on Instagram. They do. And it's so awkward. I never accept them. <laughs> But good to know. No, it's definitely, I think it's been worse for Rye because so I be- rise your brother. I became comf- very comfortable very quickly with some of the stuff she was teaching, like periods after I got my period, not before. I refused to listen to any conversations about periods before I got my period to the point where I didn't realize I had gotten my period, like when I did. And then I thought I'd poop my pants. And I told my mom that I was crying. And then she laughed at me. No, I did. You did. You were laughing. You were so disappointed that I hadn't listened to you. Okay, maybe there was a little of that. That you just burst out laughing. There were hundreds of conversations. Is that yes. a fair estimate? Hundreds? Yeah, they start yeah. wearing a hundreds. t-shirt that said, I told you so. Every day. <laughs> Basically. Basically. Yeah. Although there was an interesting turn of events because then you very quickly took on the role of being the period fairy well, for everyone for in reference, your grade. Like I got my period at like the average age for girls, but I went to a school that was like filled with late bloomers. It was. So like I was the first of my friends to get my period and they had a period ceremony for me. They were like so intrigued by the fact that I had gotten my period. They were like, this is crazy. But we were all like 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't super early, but yeah. Then suddenly it was like, I was the only one. I was like camp guy now. And it was really, it was very um, ironic because Talia has spent her entire existence on earth reminding us each day how she's not going into medicine. So when she became the queen of period management in the seventh grade, that was an interesting shift in role. She still continues to this day to remind us every day that she's not going to be in medicine. But she's very comfortable. You're, I mean, you give advice to your friends. I mean, we have a lot of tampons at home. So. <laughs> it's like the Costco aisle. Samson, do you feel like empowered to give your friends advice because of what we talk about or not at all? 
Oh no, like not a, like not in like the slightest. Like I wouldn't be like, it's okay that like like my friends not turning around to me and be like, I have an ingrown hair near my like penis. Like what is this? <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, oh, so my mom says it's this usually. Like I'm not, like that's not like. <laughs> and what about in terms of like sex stuff? Not like groinal ingrown hairs. Um, I'm like, I'd say like, it's pretty like well-known, like some of the stuff, like some of the misconceptions, I like wouldn't say like when you get like get to the mature age of like starting to like hook up and like have sex, like you kind of like have an understanding of like how like both parties like receive pleasure. Like once people are doing it consistently, I'd say, mm. um, so like not like really, I'm not like this is what you need to do. Like, it's not like I'm like a, <laughs> I don't have my You're own discord, like-, like telling people like <laughs> how to have sex. Yeah. I feel like the only place where I can talk to my friends is periods and, and STDs, but that's it. That's a good one. That's an important one. Well, I only really know about syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Talia knows a lot about syphilis, but as she likes to say, it's not from personal experience. Yes, that's good. Now please keep that in. <laughs> I don't have syphilis. <laughs> okay. I grew up in a house with a mom, who Talia knows very well, who talked about a lot of things, but didn't talk about any of this stuff, particularly. She but- talks all the time yeah she talks a lot but she doesn't really listen I, to this I podcast so it's okay all the time mom <laughs> i i feel like you were gonna say you and mima okay so i would think there are some pros to having parents who talk a lot about it so i'd love to hear if there are there any silver linings because there are parents who listen to our advice. They listen to this podcast and they listen to our advice where every single episode we tell them that they should talk to their children. So it'd be really helpful in this conversation if you gave them a reason why maybe conversation is helpful. Don't, don't <laughs> all jump at once, guys. I guess I'll start. I would say like my mom and I have always, like my mom's like fostered like a relationship where it's very open and she like, doesn't like provide judgments like she might get upset by like some of the stuff I do or like my like habits but like she wouldn't like criticize me for them she's like very like like I want you to like explore yourself sexually like I don't want no no girls in like the house type of thing that's not like the way my mom operates and I'd say like that's very helpful is when you're like like when I'm older like my son or daughter will always like be allowed to have whoever they want over like just because like the way my mom like raised me I'd say some of the conversations I have with my parents are like very uncomfortable at times but I feel better when I say stuff there's certain stuff I will never tell my parents and that's just like for the benefit of them because then they'd be freaked out but for the most part I'd say for the basic stuff like and do you think you're open with her because of what she does for a living I would just say it's because of her personality in general. I'd say she's very good at like fostering an open relationship. Even if my mom worked in like the zoo, like it wouldn't matter. Like she would have, no matter what, like because of her personality fostered an open like relationship in terms of talking mostly because like 
Like, as much as I love her, she's very nosy. <laughs> so I think she kind of enjoys, like, when I'm, like... No, I agree her. with all of that. I mean, I think a lot of my friends, too, are really comfortable asking my mom about things, especially with, like, birth control and stuff like that. There are times when she'll, like, randomly bring up topics at dinner. Like, let's talk about orgasms. Or, like, let's talk about... <laughs> Porn. And so no one wants to talk about that at dinner. Like immediately meal over. <laughs> and she doesn't seem to see what's wrong with that. I don't. I but, still don't. <laughs> like, she told me a story the other week where she decided while you guys were cleaning out your closets to like bring up like she does really all the time. It's like, you know, she recommends in her book to talk to like kids in the car when you like can't look them in the eyes and then meanwhile like she's off like standing right in front of us like <laughs> so let's talk about all of these topics that are going to make you really uncomfortable <laughs> it's true and samson it's so nice you say you don't feel judged i think um talia sometimes does feel judged right yeah but i think it's important to say i don't judge you but you feel judged. Like I think sometimes parents have a really hard time expressing how they feel about something and having it translate or land. Right. Like, but but you know, my mom my mom talks a lot. And <laughs> there are times when she's just completely silent when I tell her things. And immediately I'm like, it's the only time she doesn't have anything to say. Oh my God. And I freak out. Wait, one more, one more thing just to add. Um, when you have like deep conversations with your kids, please do not wear sunglasses. The worst <laughs> thing in the world is when my mom would get angry at me or, or like be concerned about something and she'd be wearing sunglasses. It like freaked me out because I couldn't read her expressions at all. And it was like like talking to a wall at times because you couldn't like read her at all. It's just her like saying stuff. Now you know how we feel. (laughs) Hey, it's Cara. We all know puberty isn't always easy. One of the trickiest pieces of the puberty puzzle is boobs. When will I get them? Why are they so tender? And why does every bra out there seem to pull, push, pad, itch, scratch, or be so flimsy It doesn't do a thing. That's where Umla comes in. It's a company that makes puberty comfortable, a company I founded with my friend, Julie. When our own daughters began the puberty journey, we couldn't find a decent starter bra anywhere. So we made one. It fits perfectly whether boobs are just starting to bud or they've been growing for a few years. We call it the Umbra. And it's game-changing. The Umbra is made from buttery cotton that feels like second skin, ridiculously soft, and so comfortable you'll forget you're wearing anything at all. Umbra's one-of-a-kind support comes from its patented layered design that creates gentle compression without any tight binding, which also means it doesn't need any bulky, awkward pads because it's built to seamlessly hide nipples and protect against those dreaded ouch moments throughout the day. Our daughters and their friends are done with puberty, but they still love and wear their umbras. It's why we say that the umbra may be your first bra, but it will definitely be your favorite bra. Come say hi, look around, and find your umbra 
plus lots of other puberty info at myoomla.com. That's M-Y-O-O-M-L-A.com. Cara, lately I have been lying awake at night. I'm physically exhausted, but I can't sleep because my mind is so wired with everything going on between work and my family. So I've added magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine and it actually helps calm my mind. It helps me get better sleep and I wake up feeling better rested. I'm less cranky and I'm more patient with my family and with you. Oh, I've noticed. And it's because unlike other magnesium supplements that might give one or two formulations of magnesium, Magnesium Breakthrough has seven. That's why you're sleeping so well and waking up refreshed. Now, dietary supplementation is always best, Vanessa. So that means eating your minerals and vitamins is the best way to get them in. But if you can't or you don't get enough, Magnesium Breakthrough is the way to go. It can also help digestion, though too much helps your digestion too much, which is not a good thing. It can support muscle recovery. So bye-bye, Charlie horses. And it helps build dense bones, which is especially important for women approaching and in menopause. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can go to buyoptimizers.com slash puberty, B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash puberty. And you can use the code PUBERTY10 during checkout to save 10%. That promo code is PUBERTY10 at buyoptimizers.com slash puberty. Your body and brain and family and business partner will thank you. Vanessa, we literally have three minutes to eat lunch every day. I am not joking. And the challenge is how to make it delicious and healthy and still fit into that tiny window. Our answer is Factors Ready to Eat Meals. They have been a godsend. We throw our Factor Meals in the microwave. It takes two minutes and out comes a gorgeous, fresh, never frozen meal. We both love the tamale vegetarian one. It's delish. There's a ton of options every week. There's 60 add-ons, breakfast, snacks, beverages. I love doing the wellness shots with my kids. They think it's hilarious. And I know they're getting vitamins and minerals in their bodies. So get meals on your table or at your desk in two minutes or less. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. You can customize with flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and you can press pause or reschedule depending upon your lifestyle. So to order, go to factormeals.com slash puberty50 and use the code puberty50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code is puberty50 at factormeals.com slash puberty50 to get 50% off your first box, 20% off your next box. And I am going to go do that right now because I need more factor meals in my refrigerator. Cara, my kids love Magic Spoon cereal. And even though it's cereal, they actually love it as a homework snack. The variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. And fruity is the favorite flavor in my house. Now, this pack has zero grams of sugar, between 13 and 14 grams of protein, and between four and five grams of net carbs per serving. It's made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and it's high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So a great choice, Vanessa. 
You can go to magicspoon.com slash puberty to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our, you guessed it, promo code puberty at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident you're going to love their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. They do not want you to send their cereal back to them. Try a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash puberty and use the code puberty to save $5. So if you could, if you could rewind our parenting, our terrible, nosy, talk too much, judgmental parenting. Sunglass wearing. Sunglass wearing, lack of equity in the family. If you could rewind and you were like, 12 again, what would you say to us that like, what could we do better or differently than how we did it in real life? But don't say it like you were 12 because that wasn't always the kindest way to say things. Um, really? I'll, I'll start. And I would just say like, take your like kids stuff seriously. Like we built up like a certain level of trust. Like when I was sick, I would tell you I was sick and you would let me stay home from school. Um, I think that's like one of the biggest ways like you can show like trust between a kid and his parent. Cause I was like actually sick. And like, I remember there was an example once where I'd strep throat, it turned out, but my mom's like, no, you're fine. Like I'll take you to the doctor, but like you get like 30 minutes of computer time or whatever, or like Xbox time. And I would go to the doctor and I've like strep throat within five minutes. And my mom like felt so bad. <laughs> um, and after that, oh, like anytime, like yeah. I actually was like sick, like she'd just be like, all right, you're staying home today, I guess. <laughs> um, but like it builds on like a bigger point. Like I, like when I was 12, I was like, mom, dad, I'm really having a tough time socially. I went through a couple things this year, like not like puberty, like with like friendships and stuff. I really want to switch schools. Obviously, I didn't understand at the time. Academically, I was not where I am now. I was definitely like did not do a lot of homework. What really was happening is I was really unhappy and I kind of showed that through my work. So I would say the biggest things for kids that age is having lots of interests, becoming a well-rounded person and like listening to your kids when you feel like you have a certain level of trust with them. And again, th those times were the reasons I think we have such an open relationship now. Talia, what do you wish your mom did differently <laughs> or more of or less of? A lot of my elementary and middle school conversations with my mom revolved around bras because <laughs> like she was building the umbra <laughs> at that point and I think that it like actually made up like 90% of anything she ever talked to me about and like 8% was school and then 2% was like bar mitzvahs and so I think it was like great that I had conversations with her about puberty and stuff because I understood what was going on. But at the same time, like, I don't think any 12 year old really wants to know, like in like great detail, what's going on with their bodies and like, what's going to happen. That's going to feel worse. Cause I then just ended up like dreading a lot of things that would come up 
And then it ended up like not being as bad as I thought, but I built it up as like such an awful thing. Would it have been better if you didn't know any of it or would it have been better if we had talked about it less? Just less. So what's the, what's the middle ground? Like what's that magic point where you've talked about it enough, but you haven't over talked. I know I don't I bring have, it up at the dinner table. <laughs> I have not no porn at the dinner table. No, <laughs> really? But also the trust thing. We had our own medical situation. <laughs> this is crazy. You got to hear this story. When I was in elementary school and like kindergarten and first grade, I had constant stomach aches and I knew there was something wrong with me. And every night I'd be like, my stomach is killing me. I'm ill. Like, this isn't okay. My parents were like, you're fine. Like, just drink your milk. And I was like, no, there's something wrong. And then one day my parents got a call from the nurse's office at school because I always got calls from the nurse's office at school because my stomach was always hurting. and. The nurse was like, Talia's refusing to leave until you take her to a doctor. Oh my God. Says there's something wrong with her. And then we went to like a gastro. A neurologist. A neurologist. And I was lactose intolerant. <laughs> Talia, if I had been your mom, I would have known in a second that you were lactose intolerant because I too am lactose intolerant. I think everyone in my family is lactose intolerant too. They just like, think it's like a mentality. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell about the time that I missed your pneumonia. No, that's not as interesting. Oh, <laughs> it's not as interesting because she didn't use the nurse at school to, as leverage to get you to take her to the doctor. Do you guys feel like we pimp you out with our work? Yes. I don't like being in TikTok videos. And yet I'm in a TikTok video that all of my friends have seen and sent me that now has like over a million views and I really don't like it because I'm sorry well now you can't take it down I know I feel so bad about that you don't feel that bad it has like two million views (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I do feel bad I do feel bad because I didn't I didn't realize what was gonna happen I just oh you didn't realize the algorithm was the the algorithm I didn't understand what happens when you say hashtag care and keeping of you it goes crazy yeah I'm sorry T it's okay Samson do I pimp you out oh my god every (laughs) Instagram post like I my brothers and I oh my brother and I my like middle brother and I used to always make fun of like my mom's like posts on Instagram. It'd be like blog post about, and it'd be like a, a life experience that just happened. It'd be like, oh my God, like my middle child just graduated seventh grade. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, mom. Like, like knowing some f- about your child graduating seventh grade, like your third child, you didn't learn anything new. Like, you just had like a specific experience, like congratulations. Like, oh, that another thing is I think graduations, like unless they're for like high school or college, are honestly kind of stupid, but that's a different point for a different day. I definitely agree. Like you haven't like been graded on stuff, like really. Like it's not like you haven't accomplished anything. Not really. Like it's not that hard. Graduating um, middle school is like just congratulations on like entering out of a really bad phase of your life but like no one says it that way but you know 
sometimes we pimp you out because when what we have taught you comes out of your mouth, it's so much more effective than when it comes out of our mouth. But you don't pimp me out on Instagram by like saying what I've said. Well, I, because I've been told not to, do I? No, there was one time when in the New York Times, she was quoted saying that you should, what was it? Like, listen to your kids when they give you advice. And not talk. Yeah. And she just laid it on the kitchen table. I, I think she took a highlighter and circled it and said, follow your own advice. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes oh. you're better at giving it than taking it. One of the reasons that we wanted to bring you guys on is because we always tell parents that it's okay to screw up. And we feel that really strongly. And one thing that's really nice about our relationships with each of you is that you feel comfortable enough with us and you speak openly enough with us that we can laugh about all of this stuff and acknowledge where our screw-ups have been. And my feeling is for the parents who might listen to this podcast, if they make it this far, they, I think what they will take away, I hope what they take away is you're going to mess it up as a parent. The win is not getting it right every time. The win is getting to a place with your kid where you can do this, right? Where you can laugh about it and they can tell you, they can reflect and tell you, because I can't wait for you to have a kid who has a long laundry list of things because it's inevitable. It's the nature of parenting, right? So I feel like that's a good outcome from all of this. So we can laugh about all the things that we have not done right, but you, you guys are willing to laugh along with us and you're... You're saying that it's like okay to mess up, but I do want to remind you, you have a daughter that knows a lot about syphilis and <laughs> not a lot about other things. This is true. I would say like, honestly, what yeah. I took away from what you said, and I'd agree with this, like, I would say my parents are definitely my biggest influence and they have helped me the most through like instilling their values into me throughout the years. I'm glad that I can talk to you about things. A lot of my friends can't talk to their parents about things. And it's always a little weird when like they talk to you about things instead of talking to their own parents about it. I'm very fortunate that you are okay with talking about uncomfortable situations and topics. It's definitely raised me into a very unfiltered person, which makes me nervous about how my roommates will perceive me in college, but they're going to to deal with that. Do you have any advice for the parents who are hungry to do it better? We can laugh about all the ways we did it poorly. And I, I love laughing about that. Is there any one thing that either we or your dads did really well that could be a take home for the people who are listening? Give them a nugget, give them a, a something to hold on to. Or Cara, can I add to that question as a yeah. third option, which is what can we do better going forward. Like, there you go. Clearly, we do it imperfectly, but thank God we're not done being a part of your lives and loving you guys and supporting you. What can we do better or differently going forward? I would say, like, for you guys, like, you're very, like, you're on one end of the spectrum where you, you talk about all this stuff with your kids. So it's not like fair to, like, say that's the average parent, like, doesn't study puberty and talk about puberty all the time. 
But I would say like the most important thing is having an open relationship with your kids as much as that might be uncomfortable for you or your kid. You need to stress like that's how you maintain a good relationship. I know some like dearest friends have like horrible relationships with their parents because they don't have an open relationship where they talk to their parents about stuff. What's your advice? It's definitely better to have conversations with your like uncomfortable conversations with your kids in like a very casual way instead of like making it a big deal of like sit down because it makes everyone more uncomfortable. Like no one wants to hear from their parents like we need to have a talk because like you never know where that's every time I get a text from her about that. Usually it's like, can you get gas? Like I have a heart attack every time. Like I swear to God, it's my biggest fear is that text. but. Like, definitely making it casual makes it easier. Don't go so far as to, like, you know, bring up porn at dinner. But make it more casual than the whole sit-down ordeal. And I guess, like, it's going to be more uncomfortable for your kid than it's going to be for you. Because, like, at least you have the experience with those topics and, like, are able to actually shed some wisdom on it instead of, like, going out into the world knowing nothing. And like just learning about it. You know, I just want to say that the two of you have handled a tricky position of being the kids of people who do this for a living very gracefully. And you've been incredible voices, written voices on the puberty portal on Umla and now spoken voices. And we really appreciate it. I just want to say that Samson's taking a Snapchat of us recording this podcast together (laughs) so that he can mock me to his friends. I think you guys are amazing, mostly because you're so honest and I so appreciate your honesty. Sometimes you handle it better than others. Sometimes you're gentler than other times, but mostly I'm just grateful because I mean, Talia, your mom would say the same thing. Samson, you taught me so much about how to do this in a lot of ways, mostly because I messed up and learned to do it better, but also because you were willing to meet me halfway and talk to me and open up to me and express your feelings and all of that. And I definitely blew it a lot, but I also when it goes well, mostly due to you and what a wonderful person you are. It's probably the best feeling in the world, I would say, when you connect with your kid. There is nothing better, Talia, than hearing from you when I got it right in terms of communicating with you. And you are now old enough that I learn a a lot from you. I really do. And uh, I feel the same way that Vanessa feels. Thank you for being the first pancake. I love that metaphor. Thank you guys. You're the best. We love you. Love you too. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts or check out our Instagram at the puberty podcast. If you have questions or stories to share, email us at thepubertypodcast at gmail.com. And for more puberty info, check out myumla.com or dynamogirl.com. Bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.